Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. are back and boy do we have a guest for you all today Woo-hoo. this is uh this is a long time coming 20th episode yeah yeah we big made the, we made it to the big 2-0 and there's yes. a very large percentage of podcasts that don't make it to 20 so this is fun this yes is, this is really exciting for all of us and our guest that we got to bring on yep. today because why don't you give me a little bit of a backstory on our guest i want to hear this <laughs> so we have the legendary danilo lewis in the building Woo-hoo! today clap it up so Danilo is one of the best concert photographers that I know of and a super talented guy. And the way that I got to meet you was through our mutual friend, Maddie. And it came about because I got the opportunity to shoot EDC Las Vegas for the first time. And I was freaking out because I had never shot a concert before, let alone a festival of that's, that magnitude. That's wild. That's Isn't that wild? Yeah. Thrown into Crazy. the fire. Yeah, literally cool. thrown into just the Super Bowl of concerts. Yeah. yeah. And so... <laughs> literally. literally. Yeah. <laughs> and so I wanted some advice. And you were like the only mutual friend of a friend that like I knew that I could hit up or that I like... You were the only person that I knew of that shot concerts that I had like a mutual friend with. Okay. So I hit up Maddie and I was like, Maddie, like, can you put me in contact right. with Danilo? Like you told me. I like, like how the- you just go for like the top, like let's not get advice from like the other <laughs> yeah, guy. Let's from, like someone from, like, in the, the middle, top, yeah. you know? But she's told me how nice of a guy you are. And I was like, do you think you'd be willing to like have a phone call with me? And she's like, yeah, of course. Texted you and dude, I just want to say thank you because. Yeah, that's a real nice move. Right yeah, there. seriously. You didn't, like you didn't have to do that. And um, I asked you a ton of questions and. You answered them all and you really helped ease my anxiety a little bit. And um, yeah, man, I just really appreciate that. And now we're here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I love it. When you were starting out, was that a thing? You asking other creators for advice? Because I know when I was starting, that was just like I DM people. I was getting left on red all the time. It was, but it wasn't as helpful. Mm. You know, early on, especially like I want to say like when it when it became a serious thing where I was like, okay, I. Now I really want to know about this or right. what it is to like to tour or anything like that. Big events, big concerts. How should I prepare? What I came across was a lot of older guys who were very territorial. Oh, I bet. And it God. wasn't as, that wasn't there. Like that mutual of like, hey, let me help you out or mm-hmm. mentorship. That didn't come till a little bit later. But in that beginning, when I was trying to find those answers, there was no one that was like willing, like willingly wanting to try and help anyone out. Was there podcasts like this or like any no. creative? It wasn't so a thing, there was, right? There was two things. There uh-huh. was, um, I, I, I hate that I don't remember his name because uh-huh. I've thought about like, wait, like, you know what? I looked at his videos. Oh. Like this guy should get credit. I don't remember the guy's name. I believe he's based out of San Francisco. He used to have these videos on YouTube, which was how to shoot nightlife mm, photography, okay. something like that. And he had this whole series of like people and like whatever it was and related to nightlife. That's where I started. And then the second thing for me was uh, just uh, um, photography on the net. The um, uh, what is it? The forum for photography. Okay. Oh, crazy. Which I was just went in there one day, just found it randomly through like a Canon uh, blog or something like that. And I noticed there was a full nightlife concert music section. And I just read pretty much every thread right. that was in there. Wow. And then slowly, the, 
just know, kind like of forums. started started to, yeah forums started to learn and then eventually I I met some mentors of mine that I still currently have that eventually became really helpful and that's one of the things like to me is like I remember like wanting to know early on and no one wanted to answer those questions that I didn't want to be that guy if I ever got to that position I never want to be that guy mm. and I don't know if I told you this but I always tell people all the time if I tell you anything mm. any advice whatever I give you it's not for yours to keep at some point oh. someone's going to ask you the same question and it's for you to give that same advice back you just got to pay it forward pass I love it that. on love that. oh, that's amazing yeah, yeah. yeah that's incredible and that's, that's like what it's all about and that's yeah. a big reason why we started this podcast is because we don't know everything by any means and yeah. we're obviously still learning every day but through having done this for how long we have and been like doing it. And getting advice from people like you or other yeah. people that mm-hmm. we really look up to, you know? Yeah. We always wish that when we were first starting out, we had a podcast like this that we could tune into and yeah. have our answer or questions answered. And um, so, yeah. so you said you got started in nightlife. How did that like come? Or like, how did you pick up a camera and like, how did it transpire into what it is now? So my mom's an artist. Okay. And from every medium, from painting, photography, jewelry making stuff like that uh-huh. and she always had cameras so i would always just take her cameras and just shoot around you know nothing anything serious right but i was always the friend with the camera sure that was always who i was and you know years later i had a buddy of mine who was starting out as a producer in dc who actually works for pete as well okay and um he asked me just like hey can you uh come out and shoot some photos and videos of me and I was like, sure, anything. It was one of my best friends. Yeah. So I was like, of course, anything to help you out. When did it? I didn't think much of it. At that moment, I didn't know that was a thing. Mm. And the promoter who had hired him, like, I guess, saw that we posted on like Facebook and, and YouTube. And he was like, hey, come do this for me. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, do what? Right. And he was like, no, like this. Like, come do this every week. And that's how it kind of like I went. That's when I started to try to figure out what this was. And that's how it came about. And then as time went on, like I met club owners, promoters in D.C. and kind of started bouncing around to clubs and stuff like that. Are you from D.C.? Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I was just we were just talking earlier how I was just in D.C. this past weekend Mm -hmm. shooting at Echo Stage. Mm -hmm. And the guy who started Echo Stage, this guy by the name of Pete is just like a legend oh fun and i got to meet him yeah and um so is that he's the one who kind of gave you your start not the first one but like when i got into like edm and Mm -hmm. concert photography music photography uh the first venue i shot was one of his venues and as he kept growing and he kept growing the scene in dc you know bigger venues all that stuff i just kept growing along started meeting artists management stuff like that so that got me like my start in the business and how old were you at that time uh, 26, 27, wow. around there. And wow. so you'd picked up a camera though all throughout high school? Yeah, like through you, high school and, um, and in college. And stuff. But I never like took it seriously to probably around like 22-ish around there, 23-ish maybe. So question for you, yeah. you kind of fell into the nightlife scene almost by like accident. Yeah. And I recently got into the nightlife scene as well, kind of by accident, kind of <laughs> right. by just yeah. like good luck. Is there advice that you would give maybe to an up-and-coming photographer or videographer that wants to get into the nightlife scene and shoot concerts or clubs? Honestly, I encourage it. You get to learn how to shoot in low light mm-hmm. in like crazy mm-hmm. conditions, like probably no production, and you're, you're forced to try to make something beautiful out of nothing. It forces you to want to learn how to operate your camera. You need to learn how to like, right. ISO, shutter, mm-hmm. all these things. Like It, it helps. To me, is like without that, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at. You know, I learned all these things because of that, because I was shooting clubs with zero production, no lighting, and trying to make something out of it. 
so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good avenue. It's not for everyone. It's tiring. It's a lot of work. I um, bet. I'm exhausted. But it, but, <laughs> but it helps, you know. It, it can help if you take it seriously. You know, if you take advantage of it, like just with anything. If you're put in a position, take advantage of it, learn from it, and then grow from it and take it with you mm-hmm. throughout your career, you know. How important would you say like networking was when you were starting out and just getting your foot in the door in various aspects of concert photography? So to me, I always joke with like in private that mm. I collect friends. Like mm-hmm. to me, like if I go somewhere, I, I'm my hands out there. My yeah. I'm getting your email before the before we leave. I want to know who you are, what mm. you do, and how we can work together. You know. Mm. So I, for me, it's like from the beginning, you should you should be doing that. Like that's something that. I mean, without networking, I mean, where could we be? You know, right. it's mm-hmm. like you know, that's how we met. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, you you networked with Maddie at some point or another. Yeah. Same thing with me. Like I met her through mutual friends, and right. it's a and connection. Here, right? You just yeah. never know. Here. Yeah, you never know like what's what's gonna happen with who you meet when you meet them. So to me, it's like always go out, say hello, mm. shake hands, take emails, take contacts, all of that. What what is the saying you do? Your net work is, is your, your net network. no it's just opposite that's it your, your network net worth oh, is your network yes there yeah. it is your net worth is your network no yeah. no no i think it's opposite your, I, you know, your see, network you, is your you guys network. got me all confused because these headphones are tripping me out and so i'm like kind of hearing you and i'm like yep that's right <laughs> but your the, net worth is, is your, your network, network. No, other it's way. Dog, it's the other way. Your network is your net worth. We need to get it on a poster that, and we can look at we'll it, put it and right reference it. Right Perfect. there, right That's there. That's our mission statement at 505. <laughs> what is, is your network? 505. One question I'll ask you guys. Okay. Yeah, we can tell you. We've been getting, I've been getting so many TikTok questions about that. It's, it's like, yeah. Do we want to, well. I, this is a very important question. So I'm just going to go with this answer. We're just going to go with it on the spot. Uh, 505 is the New Mexico uh, area code. We're just going to ride with that. <laughs> I, someone, dude, somebody commented that. They go, it's the New Mexico area code. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm like, okay. then you win, my friend. You win the battle. I don't think we should say it. It's risky. This is a risk. This yeah. is it's kind of a basic question, but I, guess yeah. I always get so curious about this. What is in your camera bag when you go to shoot a concert? Let's say like a typical, what's like a typical you a show Canon, you're shooting? Canon what or size? a Sony guy? I'm a Canon guy. Mm-hmm. In the light, hey, welcome, interesting. Hey, welcome but, to the crew. Yeah, welcome yeah, to the crew. But, I'm, I'm not giving you nuts uh, on that. <laughs> I'm maybe changing. Oh. TBD. Hot TBD. Take. TBD. Okay. You go into the low light. TBD. We're, we're not going to say who. Oh. No one's paying me or giving me anything for free yet, so no one's getting any plugs. Uh, but Canon's been with me from the beginning. Mm. Um, Are you a dual-wheeled kind of guy? You always. strike me as nice. a dual-wheeled guy. Yeah, yeah, always. It's just too many things happening. I'm, mm, I'm, right. I have an anxiety of missing something. I don't While switching lenses, mm, right. something's going to fall. I'm like, no, I'm already ready. So you have like yeah. a long lens and like a wide so angle? So I always do standard on a 5D4. I mm. do a 7200. Mm-hmm. Always mm-hmm. doesn't leave the camera. It stays yeah. there. On my 1DX2, I switch from a fisheye, wide, sure. 2470, and then mix the primes, give Sick. or take, depending on what where I'm at and what I'm doing. Do you have like a favorite photo you've ever taken? Which Ooh. is going to be hard for the, anyone to see it, but if you I, could describe I, it, I'd love that. We'll throw it up on the screen. I mean, uh, yes and no. Okay. There are there are photos I enjoy that I've taken that I'm proud, mm-hmm. but I feel like I really haven't done something that can hold its value in time. Sure. Mm. So shooting like a similar thing every night, do you leave some nights and you're like, oh, I got a shot that is unreal. Oh, yeah. Compared- yeah. Mm. I, I've been even like cocky enough to like call it out. Like mm. there's one instance. In, <laughs> I, in I, love, I love that. Let's <laughs> go. In Australia, 
we did uh, Ultra Australia Melbourne uh, and uh, do the show, everything. I already knew what it was going to look like. I, I mean, not the venue itself, but it's Australia. We had the sunset. It was, um, they were doing closing, but the closing time, because it's Australia, it's right at sunset. Like, that's the last oh. set. Who are you I, shooting? Chainsmokers. Okay. Gotcha. I already knew what it was going to look like. I was, it's, it's Australia. It's going to be a beautiful sunset. Mm. And um, do the photo. I, the first photo I took was the one I, I knew I wanted to take. Mm. I took it. It worked out just as I wanted. Finish the show. We go back to the green room. I'm editing. But we're kind of running out. But I edited that photo first. Mm-hmm. And as I'm walking out, the owner of the festival is there at the door. And he was like, oh, how was it? Did you enjoy it? I was like, dude, I crushed it. <laughs> I, I was ate. like, believe me, I, you I just, got you just fired. On the screen. I just fired. <laughs> I, and I was like running out, laptop in hand. I was yeah. like, oh, you're going to love these. <laughs> and then, and then the, uh, like the next morning, the guys posted it. Uh-huh. And one of his comments was just like, wow, way to call your shot. Like, you did it. Oh, I, was like, I was like, I told you. I wasn't yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to say I'm not like that all the time. Yeah, it was just, I was in the moment. Sometimes no, you we, feel we, it. we talk about that. Yeah, we, yeah. Dude, we get a oh, shot oh, and you're like, dude, yeah. <laughs> it does me off, dog. Yeah, you yeah. kidding? And we talk about like how I'll be like in a bad mood shooting. Yeah. I'm like, it just, I haven't gotten that thing. And then you get it and you're like, this is a great thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel way That's better. The best. Now. The best what, what is that photo? Can you describe it? it so it's just, um, it was one of the first time the band, you know, with Matt McGuire was at a festival. And it was the three of them went up on stage as the first song is going up, and they had these flares. It was one of the first. It was actually the second time they did a flare because the okay. first one was Ultra Miami. And uh, I remember that set. That shit was. Oh yeah, we watched that set. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. So it was. I mean, sunset. Yeah. Australia sunset. It's just every color of the rainbow of, mm. of the spectrum is mm-hmm. there. And I just made sure every color showed up. There was power going off, and it, it was just symmetrically it was just perfect. Mm. Were you front of house? I was no, I was behind them. Mm. I was behind them because so, the sunset oh, was. Oh, 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 and right, that's obviously. impressive because in Australia the shutter goes backwards, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> it, what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's reversed. Yeah. It's really hard to get a photo properly. <laughs> okay, so two follow up questions yeah. to that. Australia is really cool. I've never been. What's like the coolest place that photography mm. has has taken you? I mean. It's, it's got to be everyone's number one spot for that. If I hear somebody tell me something else other than this, it's because mm. you haven't been. Oh, this feels it's, like a hot take and I'm yeah. so it's excited. Tokyo. It's just uh, Tokyo, yeah. Japan. Oh, okay. There's no place greater Hell than Tokyo, yeah. Japan. It's beautiful. It's the culture, yeah. the country. There's yeah. so much to do. I like the lights and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a good place stuff. to shoot shows, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, do, you, do you go off and you get like a little bit, like a couple hours to wander? Every time we've been, we do. And it's I, I've been going to Tokyo since I was 21. Mm. Uh, instead of going to spring break, I actually went to Tokyo for two weeks. Oh, that's sick. That's instead fun. of going to like Cancun on like my senior Cabo year. Cabo or whatever. I was, like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, my mom was like, why are you doing that? It sounds so dumb. Cabo, Cancun. <laughs> go to, go to something place nice. You know, yeah. Go get a culture. <laughs> And she threw out some countries out there, and we settled in Tokyo, me and my buddies, and we went. Sick. And since then, I was like, this is the place. Like, I don't. It's a far flight from DC at the time. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. It was like 18 hours, I think. You fly in private, though? I wish back then. <laughs> not too bad. Not from there. <laughs> yeah. What's the deal with this huge this huge jet that I've been seeing? Yeah. It's check. not mine, just so everybody knows. <laughs> the like, massive jet. I always say, you know, make sure you tag your sponsors, everybody. All right. <laughs> they're not, it's not mine. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's a nice, pre- nice, it's a beautiful it's a nice jet. Park. Yeah. Is it theirs? Nah, 
Oh, it's always you know it's always rented. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to own the jet. No, yeah, you gotta. You don't want to. Just like you don't, you don't want to own, own the red. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to own boat. the red or the boat. Yeah, yeah exactly. Boat. You want to be. You want to have the friend that owns it. Yeah, true. Exactly. Or just rent it. Yeah. Exactly. Do they do the Uber helicopter? I've heard. I've heard this. And it's only in Miami. I've only, only seen Miami. it in Miami. It pops up in my Uber. It went That's in Miami. That's so crazy. In New York, our buddy Brian that lives down below. He did do it in New York. He said it was the coolest thing ever. The fly neon or Brian from Four Hundred Five using the helicopter. He's using the helicopter. He couldn't. He couldn't afford to get the five hundred five. <laughs> He's using the helicopter to come up here. He lands on the roof. <laughs> That's amazing. Takes the stuff down. <laughs> okay, so I do want to get into how you got connected with the Chainsmokers and started shooting that. But I do kind of want to take it back because we touched on how you're from D.C. Yeah. Now you're out in L.A. Yeah. Tell us that like mm. origin of like you're shooting nightlife in, in D.C. And then like what brought you out here? Chainsmokers did. Okay. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so I mean they didn't like bring me out here. Mm. I, I still have to take myself here. But... They brought the idea of like, just move to LA already. And I fought it for so long where I was like, there's no need. Everything that I do for you guys works great from where I'm at. I love where I'm from. So I never mm-hmm. wanted to move. Um, and then I, the, the year before I moved, I kept coming here for like random stuff that I had to do for them. And it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I'm kind of tired. Maybe LA is, maybe it is the move. And then the more I was here, the more I was like, Oh, it's not so bad. I always thought it was the worst place ever. I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. thought it was. I think it's an East Coast thing. Mm-hmm. And then when I got here, I was like, man, I was wrong. Dude. Yeah. This place is amazing. Uh-huh. And then I uh, eventually just decided to make the move. And they were right. You know, it was like I was here and I started doing so much more. What right. year was that? Uh, that was 2018. Okay. Yeah. Do you have anything holding you back? And you see like no. family? No, no, you're just ready to roll. That's Yeah, great. it was just sort of like, I mean, at that moment, yeah, there was nothing holding me yeah. back. It was just more of ego or not ego but just you know mm-hmm. yeah in my own mind i was like i don't need to do this oh i get it yeah um so yeah but once i landed here it was just like took off running i was like yeah and i'm never leaving yeah just so everybody knows nice. I'm never Dude. Leaving. hey man that's kind of how i've i've turned i so i moved from minnesota and then just just this year i'm like yeah i'm not gonna go back no dude. like this no. rocks yeah, yeah, yeah so they convinced you to come out but then so how did you get connected with them in the first place um through Pete. Okay. Uh, they used to come to DC to do mm. these shows for uh, the promoter that I worked for, the club owner. And I met them. It was a small club. It was, I think, 350 cap, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know them at the time. I didn't know who they were at the time. This was before Selfie, before all that. Before, oh, like, way wow. before Roses situation? Way before Roses. Oh, way before, oh, Roses. Yeah, way before okay. Roses. I Probably like an easy, like a year and a half or so before Roses. Mm. And I met them at the club, had a great time. I was like, man, these guys were amazing. I don't know who they were, but this this was a fun night. And then months later, I saw them at a festival. And it kept happening where I saw them at a festival. I got to know them. And they came mm. back to D.C. a couple more times. So there was like that bit of like, oh, hey, it's Danilo. Hey, good to see you. Like, mm. oh, we're going to get good photos or stuff like that. And um, so they, it was a year they were at Electric Zoo. They were not a headliner, but it was like, uh, I don't know how to put it. It's like the... Maybe the, like second, yeah, right third, below whatever, it. yeah. Um, but they were at a second main stage. They were doing a mid-set because I think they were doing another show right after. And it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. A mid-set, packed stage, packed. Mm. That never happens at any festival. Mm. And obviously, it's in New York. The New York guys, like, mm-hmm. their fans came. But halfway through the set, there was a thunderstorm warning, and the festival sh- shut down. Half, like, the, the plug was pulled, like, halfway through the set. So they only did 30 minutes over an hour and let's say 10 minutes set. But I got one photo that in our photo uh, list was needed because that year there was no media 
outside media aside from the uh, in-house festival team oh, to wow. take photos. There wasn't allowed. Um, so I was assigned to their stage because I knew them. I was like, oh, I'm, I know them. It'll be easier this right. way. I saw that they wanted one photo on a list that they, they sent over for media. And I got that photo. Rainstorms coming. I, you know, everything shut down. So I go to the trailer and I'm editing. So there's nothing else to do. That, so I'm just going to edit. Rainstorm passes. I come out of the trailer and their manager, Alex, who's one of the chain smokers, mm. they're standing right outside. So I was like, oh, hey, I got your photos if you want them. Right. Mm. And they were just like, what, already? I was like, of course. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. lightning. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I sent the photo over and they ended up loving it. And that's kind of like, like a month later, it was like, hey, do you want to come and do some shows with us? And that's how I kind of started. Wow. And then yeah. you just like saw them kind of explode, which is probably yeah, crazy. Seriously. So when I came on, it was um, right as Selfie was coming mm-hmm. out, um, which, you know, obviously wasn't, Selfie wasn't right. supposed to be what it became. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But it became what it is. Right. Um, and then obviously came Roses and everything else and the rest is history. But right. yeah, so it was like right before then we did a Miami show, which was like the promo part of uh, Selfie. And yeah, it's been since. I saw them in college, 25 bucks, Eugene, Oregon. Best show. I can be the best. The Roses had just came out and it was so fucking awesome. My, were you here for that? You were. My freshman year, Madison, Wisconsin, our college books, the Chainsmokers opened for Chance the Rapper $5. Wow. Because Selfie had, or I think Selfie had just come out. And then Chance the Rapper had just had like acid rap. I don't know how they got him, honestly, because acid rap was awesome. But it was the best concert ever, dude. Five dollars for wow. five dollars. Yeah, I thought I, I thought I was gonna win with the yeah, twenty-five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no chance. chance. Yeah, no chance. That's pretty cheap in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, right. Drinks are like a dollar and a half. It was crazy. Actually, yeah, great college town. Yeah, what's, what's so the fun. bar there that's uh, really famous? like? There's the KK, which coast is frequented. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, it's fun. There's, there's been many hungover nights right after that spot. Yeah, oh, but it's, it's such so. You guys go out there if you guys like to each other. hundred percent. I love that. I remember I bought a round for like ten people. of like drinks and shots. I know where this is going. And I was like, I like, I was waiting for like the bill's coming. I'm waiting. I'm like, I think I took like two hundred dollars out, and I was like, because I thought I was like, yeah. ah, whatever, tip. And she was, she looked at me like I was dumb. Yeah. And she was like, what are you doing? And I looked at the bill. And it was like thirty eight dollars. Yeah, that's how it goes. Shot is like three dollars, depending that's if there's insane. not a special. You know, three dollars. It was yeah. well. There's this thing called Friday after class, mm-hmm. and on Fridays at the KK. It's buy one get one free. See, okay, yeah, and and already a drink and is like, like three fifty. Three three fifty. Insane. And you get grilled cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. One dollar oh, grilled cheese. I didn't cheese. know about the grilled cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, drinks. Yeah. It's funny because the the KK the college club it's like a dirty gross basement. It shouldn't <laughs> it's be a what black it is. Hole. It's, it's, a black it's hole. not fun, but it's awesome and it's yeah. so fun. But it's like it's not fancy at all. Can't it's believe fun. you guys had that cheap of drinks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we had eight dollar drinks. I thought that was like the best thing ever. But at the time, I thought it was like really expensive. I was like, Mom, can you please put eight dollars? I remember saying like, I want to go out. It's four dollars a drink. <laughs> Back in college, I literally man. said that out loud for sure. I was stoked when I got that bill. I was like, "What? We're balling on here all night." Yeah, yeah. you could, It's like cheaper than water in Wisconsin. Yeah. That's unreal. Okay, so you so you've shot for them, and then you obviously shoot for other artists as well. Yes. So how does that work? With like, are you? Do you have to like prioritize chain smokers then then like if there's an open date you can shoot for other people or like how does that how so do you balance I, that? I always have I always give them priority over my schedule have given them for like the past six seven years now um I also I had no idea you had been shooting with them for so long yeah, yeah. which is really fucking yeah, that's cool. awesome long time um but if we're not doing anything they themselves have been have told me I was like hey man go get your bag like we're not doing anything. We're not just going to stop you from doing anything like that. So that's right. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So it's been great. I mean, I get to do 
work with them, work with wherever I want right, right mm. after. So. Do you make your living fully off of just shooting artists or is there anything else that you, as a creator, like? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, now it's getting a little bit more diverse. Mm. I mean, you know, you, in COVID, you got to learn. It's like, absolutely. you know, it's like holding just one thing as your main source of income. It's not smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when it can just go away. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took the time during COVID to specialize or learn other things and mm-hmm. kind of expand on what I do, kind of what I do, but add other things to it. Word. Um, so, yeah. I think we all resonate with that. Oh, yeah. Especially but in COVID. We're just trying to get streams going. Just trying to yeah, work yeah, as yeah. many jobs as possible at all times. Get back. <laughs> yeah. As a lot of the work that you do right now, are you posting on social and then incoming clients from that way? Or is it from mutual connections that you've met? And they're like, I know this guy, he's a really good photographer. I'm going to reach out to him. Or like, how does that work for you? Because, you know, it's obviously, it's changed. When we were younger, we were like hustling to send out emails. And now it's like, people come to us. And that's a really weird thing to have now, you know? I'm I'm lucky enough that that's where I'm at now. Mm. I I mean, there's a lot of times I, I do look for work and mm. you know myself like if it's an artist i don't i don't know or management and i just happen to meet them i'll i'll go ahead and reach out and stuff like that but there's a lot of work that comes to me now just because of what i've done in the past mm. um right now i have a love-hate relationship with instagram mm. mainly personal uh i just I don't know see to me like i've learned not to care about the likes mm. and right. that stuff but i'm just trying to figure out what I want to do with my content. There's a lot of stuff I've photographed the past four months mm. and I think I've made two posts mm. and it probably took me like weeks to even just be like, oh, okay, I'll post this now. If you look at now, it's like a lot of photos of me, a lot of photos of me golfing, uh-huh, mm-hmm. sure, a lot of like random stuff. I'm just like, ah, I'm just going to throw stuff in there. Like, I don't care. Like mm-hmm. I just, I just want it to be fun. It didn't feel fun for a long time. It felt like work. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel. Yeah. I feel like that's why I like yeah. TikTok so much. It's yeah. like I'm just throwing stuff up that I like yeah. and I'm like, I don't give a shit what the feed yeah. looks like. And Instagram, I feel like I almost get like an anxiety when posting on the goddamn it's app. It's almost like a portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Way. I post yeah. like, I don't know. I just, there's something about posting that platform that bugs me now yeah. for some godforsaken reason. Also, I hate that when I scroll, it's just like every other post is an ad. Yeah. And that bugs yeah. me. That True. bugs me about yeah. being on the app. But then I go on TikTok and I'm like, God, I just watch stuff for way too long. I got to like, yeah. gotta that's like, why my, my TikTok conscious. is, you'll if you go to my TikTok, you won't know what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. My TikTok is just me golfing. That's, that's it. Yeah, so we've heard, we heard, we heard about the golfing TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I recently stumbled a, yeah. upon your TikTok and I had no idea that you like to golf. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. I also was like, oh, maybe this is like his second account that he just <laughs> does golfing and then he has like yeah. a photo one. That's Amazing. awesome. Can you kind of touch on that though? Because we talk about how it's important to do things outside of shooting, right? To kind of keep, keep yeah, you fresh. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, do you get burnt out? Like with mm. I, I have. Yeah. I, I did after uh, 2019. I definitely, I think, creatively, I, I hit mm. a block mm-hmm. where I was like, you know, one of those things like, I gave it all. I gave it my all. It's, mm. I left it all out there type thing. Mm. And I started some projects early 2020 that I was like stuck over and over and over again. Um, at the end of the day, they came out how I wanted them, but it was a it was a harder process to get to the finish line than it was before. Mm. And it took me a while to kind of get over that. I and mean, obviously, COVID and quarantine happened, so it didn't well, it didn't help. Right. Um, so I mean, yeah. Well, sorry, what was the question? Again? Do you feel like it's really important for you to have an outlet like golf? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so for me photography was a hobby mm-hmm. it turned into this you know this is not what i thought i was gonna photography was gonna take me 
but I love that it did. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that it, I enjoy. I've always enjoyed doing it. Um, I always have enjoyed being creative and sort of releasing that. But it's it's job. You know, I, right. I have to worry about taxes. I have right. to worry about yep. this and the other. And I when I started kind of like getting back into golf, because I've been playing golf for a while, but I you know so much work, I never could get into it. Obviously quarantine helped and all that stuff um and kind of was like oh you know i'm enjoying just being out here i'm enjoying not thinking about anything else except for hitting that little ball mm-hmm. i could be good days bad days of golf mm-hmm. i still had a great time i didn't care how bad it was and lo and behold just like i've taken everything where i'm like i really like this how do i make money out of this yeah i started working with some golfers doing social media stuff and content and oddly enough, like I have to thank her, even though it's like a super random person. I, I went on, on a hinge date and we were talking. And as we were like getting to know each other, she asked me what I was doing. So I was like, obviously, there's no music, there's no concerts. So that's not what I'm doing. So I was like, oh, I'm working on this golf thing, this golf project. And this person doesn't know me, like just barely mm-hmm. getting uh-huh. to know me. She was like, hey, but like you're, you're doing it again. Like you're, you're taking a hobby and, and, yep. and now you're working and it hit me like i didn't tell her till this day she probably doesn't even know that but you know i took a step back and i was like i don't want it to become work because i don't want it to be a thing where it's like then i'm not enjoying it where i'm like if i'm out there i'm constantly thinking i have to shoot or i have to do this or you know so i was like you know what she's she's got a point yeah you know Mm -hmm. it's like maybe this is a personal thing that i just get you know keep to myself and it worked. I'm I like, think that's so yeah. important. I think I don't know what it is about. I, it's either maybe the mentality in LA or whatever. I I think about this all the time. Where like I'm like, oh, I enjoy doing that. Like, why am I not making money on that? How yeah. can I make money on that? I think about that all the time. Like every little thing. It's so important to keep yeah. things to yourself. I feel like. I remember you told me how you like to play guitar and yeah. you wanted to like in kind high of, school. Yeah, you wanted to like be a musician yeah. and like do it as your career, and you're really glad that you didn't because now you just like jam your guitar yeah. in your room like I don't just play for, for fun but <laughs> i don't <laughs> you're just hearing just through his doors dude. just hear him through yeah, his doors i think that's really important and i used to struggle with that a lot i'm like ah, i should have maybe i done that and you know but and i mean luckily music similar to golf just so hard to make money unless yeah. you're like the best person ever at it um so i think it's so important to keep stuff for yourself but yeah and that helps with not get just burnt out yeah it's it's my outlet where if yeah. i'm tired it, from shooting or work or whatever i'll just go out and play. I mean, there's times I'll just take a week off and I'll just play all week. That's awesome. But, uh, That's awesome. My roommate makes the joke, you know, there was a, a point where like, uh, so I was in DC last year for like a bit. Um, just went home, kind of take a refresher. I came back. And when I came back, I was like, you know what? I kind of, I want to be back, see friends, go out and just enjoy life for the moment. I don't want to think about work. And I was playing golf pretty much every day. And he made a joke. It was like, oh, yeah, Danilo's living his semi-retired life just playing golf. <laughs> Maybe retirement, like, man. I was like, hey, that sounds pretty good. I yeah. kind, of, I'm kind of enjoying it. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, then, like, work started back. And yeah. I was like, I'm back in. Let's Dude, go. it's funny that golf is, it, golf frustrates me. So my yeah. dad calls it, my dad describes golf as a, a long walk ruined, which I, it's so frustrating. It's so good for you. You must be yeah, good yeah. at it if you enjoy it. I've gotten I, better. Yeah, I've gotten I much bet. better. I, I've dedicated the time where I'm like, you know, I've, improve or i'm mm-hmm. like i just want to keep improving any I'm lessons or no were you just straight like i'm just gonna practice not yet but i, I have i have buddies who the guys who i was doing work for they've been kind enough to kind of give me like mm-hmm. pointers and little lessons here and there and like fixing yeah certain things. things so it's worked mm-hmm. so and you yeah. get tips from like the top guys i assume then yeah they're yeah. i mean they're, they're they're good so i was right. like I, I took advantage of it in that moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm not. You're on your own now. But mm-hmm. hey, can I still? Can you tell me like how uh, to fix this? Or, yeah, I'm with Tiger Woods. Yeah. Yeah. Tiger Woods, that'd be great. I'm I, running Tiger Woods' uh, TikTok. I just, I just shot with Max Homa or whatever. Yeah, and I, I was like just shooting him, and I, he, 
can drive it so far. I was, yeah. I think I told this on, it was just blew my mind. I've told everyone I know, I'm like, you should see this ball. I couldn't film it. There was no way I could capture it at all. <laughs> it was like him and Snappy Gilmore. And you know, the guy yeah, on TikTok yeah. that, yeah, it was like him doing a, I actually don't know if I can say this, but whatever, we'll get over it. They'll, they won't see it. Um, really cool to see him though. Nicest guy in the world. Yeah, yeah. And I was definitely asking him like, so like when you're like holding, you like grip, you yeah. interlocking, you overlapping, you know, hey, it, it helps. It, it does things, help. So. It's interesting to know what they do. Just like, hey, can you call my camera? Let me get your clip. Yeah. Just like, right. here, let me get a couple practice. Oh, is this <laughs> custom? Get them off the <laughs> rack. <laughs> it's more enjoyable now, though. Yeah, I yeah, bet. It's more enjoyable now. I bet. So um, speaking of getting burnt out, though, yeah. I'm sure, like, as you go on tour, right, you're shooting the same show yeah. day in and day out. How do you deal with that feeling of, like, man, I feel like I've gotten this shot mm. a million times? Is it switching a lens, trying to shoot from a different angle? Like, how do you try to spice things up on a, on a night-to-night basis when you're on tour. So I'll, I'll give a little like insight of how my mind works for a tour. The first, especially like let's say a tour that's long, like three months, let's say, right? Where it's, it's going to be the same show every day. It's going to be 40 plus shows. I mean, you're going to get it all eventually. Mm. I try to do that within the first five shows. I want to get mm. everything possible in the first five shows. So the first five shows that you see that I and all the content it's kind of gonna look it's gonna look the same, but I'm just trying to cover the basis of right. the entire show. After that is where I'll focus on specific times, specific moments, and then I overfocus on those moments to try to find like even the smaller of details, and that's when I start to enjoy it, and that's when like the content becomes a little bit more fun, less kind of robotic, mm-hmm. and more I don't want to say artistic, but you know it just has different takes on. The same thing that you see every day mm. there was a moment where like i could see the difference in comments like that i was getting from the beginning to the end where they were like you know enjoying more of the newer content than before i was like i i know it's it's on purpose i do that on purpose mm. mainly because obviously there's pr management mm. marketing mm. needs all kinds of boxes you gotta check right so for me it's like i want to do that at the beginning so i don't have to worry about you know later Smart. on i was like did i get this i don't mm. want to worry about that so i get it all out of the way and then it's kind of like me time now to create you just experiment kind of just yeah. like get weird with it yeah yeah. sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't yeah uh there's times that even if it doesn't it could be like a moment that even if it's a blurred photo it just may still work mm-hmm. and just run with it yeah know? it's sick so. do you find that that's because like i shoot sports i'm shooting a lot of the same thing every single night right and i feel like that is the most fun time when you when you fail and you're like, fuck, okay, I'm going to try and get this. Yeah. Like, I'm going to try and change this up a little yeah. bit. Is the, how important would you say it is to actually like continue to try new things? Because I think as a creative, you got to fail in order to like get some of your best stuff. You right. got to like continuously try trial and error. You know? So what, what do you th- talk to me a little bit about that in concert? Well, I always say like, you, you got to keep evolving, mm. you know, especially one with uh, anything that's new in regards to technology, you got to keep evolving. You're an early adapter. Would you say? I try to be not always or something. I, for example, I'm a late adapter to like TikTok mm-hmm. and I, I did not like the app. But I was like, I'm not going to dance in there. Like, well, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not me. Right. But I, I can look now and be like, you know what? You know, it does work. There's so many different ways you can show or you can use the, the platform. Any aspect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's that evolving. There's a lot of I see a lot of photographers that get stuck in their own ways. Um, they're extremely talented. They're, they're, you know, everyone knows their names, but there's nothing different about what they do. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, 
there's I'm guilty of that too. But you know, I, I sometimes take a step back and say, you know, it's like it's time to change it up. It's time to do something different. Even if it's for the first few weeks or, or even months, it's not working. I'm still going to try it. I'm still going to see what comes out of it. And I, it's to me is a little bit more fulfilling that being stuck in my own ways because I see that other side. Where I'm, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be. I don't want everyone to always think like this is what he does. Mm-hmm, you know, totally. for a while, you know, especially when I wanted to get into pop music artists, I was to management and labels. I was a the DJ guy. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they didn't realize that Chainsmokers weren't DJs. It's a band, mm-hmm. right? But they didn't. You know, to them, they how they recognized me or knew my name was because of DJs and EDM festivals. It was like to them was a. They didn't understand how can he shoot our singer if he only shoots DJs from the back. And it's like, well, you should look at other stuff other I do. Stuff, right. And I've always wanted to not be stuck in that. So to me, it's like the, the evolution of how you shoot, what you're shooting, your edits, you know, mm. go crazy. Like to me, it's like I would always do the same edits. And I get stuck in that sometimes where I, I will, you know, it's like my little safety blanket. Mm. Of, little, like I know, right, I know uh, what I like. Let's just go with that. Yeah. Uh, but there's other times I'll just throw something out there that's like crazy and you know, at the end of the day, I'll look at it and I'll relook at it and I'll stare and stare and stare. I'm like, no, I really like this. Let's save that preset for another time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Do so, you, do you yeah. feel inspired when you go shoot something that's not concerts? Does that kind of bring it back to you? Or do you think that, you know, you know what I mean? Yes and no. There, mm. There's time. I mean, I get excited to shoot other things other than concerts. Mm. Um, there are times I try to be careful with who I'm working for. You know, I can't go too crazy because there's sometimes expect they I know sometimes I'm hired. Mm. And they're expecting what's on my portfolio, mm. you know. So I kind of like, keep this it. Isn't, yeah, this isn't that kind of thing. Th- yeah, this is not right. the right the time to experiment or like mm-hmm. let me throw some crazy cult. No, it's not that. They, I know so I, I'll gauge it. And there's other times like I'll have conversations with other artists or like I've shot some sports and I wanted to try different things like a more like in your face type things, but. I, I've never dealt with athletes. I was just like, I don't know how close I can really right. get. Mm. And I told him, I was like, hey, like, do you man, I'm like, I'm gonna be like right in there. Like, don't worry, like you're you're not gonna hit me. Mm. You're, you're, I'll be I'm gonna be close, but I'm gonna get away. Mm. And I kind of work it like that, where I'm like, I try to gauge the person, the client. And mm. things, yeah. Do you have any moments on tour that you're like, holy shit, I can't believe this is my life and what I'm doing? Yeah, many times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It it's, it hit me. <laughs> In a funny way, it hit me in D.C. We uh, uh, did, um, I don't know what it's called now, Capital One Arena. It's mm. changed name so many times, mm. I don't know. But the basketball arena there where the professional uh, basketball team plays. Go back. The arena is actually located two blocks from the club where I started. Oh, crazy. So it's like the club where I started is just two blocks away and the arena is right there. So it's like, you know, it's and it was like when we did it, it had been 10 years from when I started to when I was there. Wow. So it was like a 10-year like sort of like... I could see it. I was like, wow, 10 years ago, I didn't know I was going to be here at this arena, but I mm. knew I wanted to. Mm. And a lot of friends came. And one of the things is like, before I got into photography as a business, I was, I, I had what I always call my other life. Uh-huh. You know, I was a, a wealth advisor, you know, Merrill okay. Lynch and no did all way. that. Interesting. And they, um, the company has a box there. And a lot of the people that I used to work with, Got, we're in the box and they were texting like hey we, we're here like come say hi mm. and I mean I, w- I was wearing like all like tour gear all black oh, you know, everything I showed up and they had just come from work because I believe it was a Thursday when we played suits and yeah. ties. it was like suits and ties yeah. and I, I said hi to everybody but it made me think I was like 
I can't imagine myself still doing that, still wearing the, the suit and the tie and worrying about like, I don't know, numbers and this yeah. and the other. And it hit me in that moment. I was like, you know, it's like it, it took 10 right years, path, like, right? you know, to get here. But I am here. If so, you could tell amazing. that that kid that was shooting the the club next to the arena like ten years ago, would you just freak out if you were just like discovered when you're like whatever twenty one, like <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be shooting at this <laughs> yeah. fucking I, arena? I would, I would say you know what, the patience did work. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, that's something I always tell people. It's like there are certain artists that you know, are found super quick mm. from their start and they blow up super quick, but that's you know that's the exception to the rule. Like it's like if you're patient and you really work and you really want to learn and you keep learning and you keep trying to you know be a professional mm -hmm. you're going to get there at some point or another and it's just you just have to be patient you know everyone's got their own timeline huh? yeah. yeah that's so cool it's so interesting and especially on we've talked about it on social media it's so hard to not to compare yourself, yourself yeah. right of like you see these kids who are maybe younger than you or you know people that you follow that are doing what you want to do or more successful than you and like if you're not there yet it's really hard it's easy to like get down on yourself, but you kind of got to remember that like you, their timeline isn't yours. And like if you are patient, like your moment will come. I mean, even now, I mean, I, I see some guys, some creators doing like Spencer Miller, for example, he's oh, 22 years Wild. old and he's doing some of the craziest things I've ever seen. He's 22? Yeah, he's 22 yeah, years old. Maybe, like, maybe he just turned 23. Mm, I, I, I like know. bought one of some After Effects templates for that kid, dude. <laughs> I didn't I know that. This, this 3D shit is it's yeah. crazy. It's on but, another level. You know, it was like, it's funny to see his mind work and mm. it's like very interesting because we think very different, mm -hmm. but the kid works, right. you know, he puts in the work and he does all these crazy things that I, I don't know how to do. I don't know how to do 4D mm -hmm. world mapping and this all and the other. crazy shit he's doing. Yeah. And it's like, to me, it's like, I could easily just sit there and compare myself, but he does what he does. I do what I do mm. and our timelines work regardless, you know. Do you have people like in the space that you like look up to or just really admire, like similar to him or other people? Yeah, like that? Th there's a few. Yeah, there, there's a, a lot of artists that um, I always answer. I don't want to say I always answer the same names, but there's, you know, a, a number of photographers that I enjoy looking at their mm. work. You know, I always say like number one on my list is always Greg Noir. Mm. Like mm. his work is phenomenal. I don't see anyone else doing what he does. I think sometimes like I've even tried to emulate some of the things. Okay. I'm like. How did he get this? Like, mm. like where was he? Because I've been at those stages. Where, where was he standing? Yeah. <laughs> I was, you know, it, it's that sort of way. You it's know? fun, like reverse engineering yeah. a product like yeah. that. Like yeah. I've done it at, at least in Lollapalooza. Because uh, he's a big Lollapalooza photographer. And I'm like, I've been at this main stage. How mm -hmm. did he get this? Like, <laughs> I try to go back and walk it. Uh -huh. um, but he's like definitely like top. And there's something like... I always forget his last, not forget his last, but I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Julian Bashel, I believe is his name. He's a Zed's photographer. Oh, okay, okay. Beautiful photos. Yeah. Like this kid takes, like, this is art. Like, mm. this is, and it's EDM. Yeah. And it's a DJ. Right. But this is art. Like, this mm. is like real art. I'm like, it's Zed's? Yeah, Zed's. We're going to we're gonna have to look this up after. Yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favorites one right now to look at. Cool. Uh, yeah. Good to know. Yeah, plug the yeah, Zed's, Zed's stuff is, is fucking yeah, yeah. sick. Here's a here's kind of a fun question. I was in Omnia shooting this past weekend. Okay, great venue, dude. It's 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 fucking lit there. Oh yeah, you get a lot of drunk girls asking you to take their photos. <laughs> how do, how do you deal with that? Just take it. <laughs> you just say okay. But in, but in my mind, I'm like, away. you're never gonna see this photo. Right. Like, 
That, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. They don't know that. Uh, right. But in that moment, there's there's two things that are going to happen. You either got to go get back and do your job because, I you mean, your yeah. guys are wild. There's yeah. a lot of things happening. Dude, they're yourself. moving. Yeah. So it, do you really want to miss it or not? You don't you usually don't, right? Yeah. So it's like, just take the photo. They don't know where it's going. They think it's going somewhere. And at the end of the day, I mean, whether it's going somewhere or not, it doesn't it, just get on. What's one? Like, yeah. What's one little snap? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, what's one? Yeah. So just. I, you know what? They're gonna leave happy. Sure. They're gonna be like, "Man, that guy took our photo." Like, and they, you just made somebody's night, and you sure. didn't even know it. And maybe sure. they like the band more, which is kind of the whole the whole thing, yeah. anyways. Yeah. It's like that's I always try to be nice to like yeah. fans. You know, mm. like you have to be. You know, you're kind of an extension of who the artists are. So true. Mm. Do you so, get do you get like when you're shooting their shows, like people yelling out to you at all? There's been a few times. That's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. But it's because I, I've been there like for so long. Yeah. They're like you know they're used to seeing me there. Um, there is a funny. Um, like moment in Germany, these two girls uh had a big like cardboard poster in in the crowd that said like World War Joy tour, and it was like we just came here to see Danilo. Nice, and oh, I didn't I awesome. didn't see it. I was taking photos, yeah. and like Alex is looking at me. He's like, like he was like, look, look, <laughs> and I was like, what am I looking at? And then I saw it. I, I mean, I I get embarrassed by that kind of yeah. stuff like that, but it was it was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like I, I had my seventy two hundred, so I just zoomed in right that's in it. Yeah. I took the photo. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I, they DM me and everything, so I like reshared everything. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so. Oh, that's so fun. Is there know. is there anything you know? You've done a lot in the space. Yeah. You've taken some incredible pictures. Work with some of the biggest artists of our generation. Is there something that you really want to do that you're like, this is on the list, and I really want to check this off? At some point, I'd like to direct a music video. Mm. I'm not a video guy. I'm not a cinematographer, videographer. I've directed photo shoots. I've directed and creative directed uh, magazine shoots and campaigns. But I feel like, I, I don't know if it's an LA thing where it's like, if you're in music, you're not shooting TV. If you're in TV, mm. you're not shooting movies. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I'm a photographer. So in the video space, I'm not known in the video space, but I think I could do it. Mm. I think I think from an image perspective, I like to just, you just frame up out. your photo and then press record. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. We've, uh, our friend that lives down the street, he's like an incredible photographer. His name's Hayden. And he's just recently started dabbling with video yeah. and he's posted some things. I'm like, all right, don't, yeah, forget that's, that's, I told you okay. anything. Don't do right. it because you're getting too good we, too fast. We, we, we hire him for photo. Like let's stick to photo. Yeah, right? let's just stick to but the photos because your think, photos are good. Too I think good. with direct, I mean, directing is just all like having the vision and knowing how you want the people to move. Yeah. You don't need to know how to work a, yeah, the a camera. Red camera. Any, in fact, you know three guys here that do. So if, you know, if you look yeah, at a higher production now. company, <laughs> just trying to swing the deal. Yeah. You know? See, I like a networking. Yeah, yeah, yeah there your network is your net worth. Loud Luxury asked me if I had done any music videos before and I was like, not really, but like I'm down. So like I'm gonna and? say, yo, I know the best director in town, <laughs> yeah. bro. Well, that one will co-direct. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, there we go. We, perfect. We camera up, you guys co-direct. Yeah, yeah. I need yeah. someone to hold my hand while we do it. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, so you're getting ready to go on tour. Kind of. It got postponed a little bit. Yeah. So right now, I mean that that's not where I'm thinking at. So right now, you know, earlier I, I joked that there was like some news. Yes. So oh, yeah. Right now yeah. I'm like focusing on something very specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you you know Chris Yoder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I've spoke about Joe Larkin. You know James Winterhalter. They own their company Curza. Mm-hmm. So I just partnered up with them. Oh. To be their head of photography oh. for the comp- for the agency. Nice. And expanding that part of their agency and helping them like explore that side of photography and that's where we're at now where it's Congrats. been like festivals artists 
you know, we recently started doing, we got a 360 deal with Nightmare to handle everything from photo, video, social media management, everything. The whole nine yards. The whole nine. That's awesome. And when that came about, that deal, I was like, you know what? I want to do more of this. I want to take an artist and be in control of the whole creative narrative of it. You know, whether I'm doing one part or they're doing the other. And like Chris Yoder and myself, we've known each other for so long. Mm -hmm. It's like, we started almost around the same time. Oh, we met crazy. like uh, like a, like three four years after we started. We've done tours together. We worked with artists together, and we've always gotten along great. That there was these projects that I kind of needed help in, and they would help me out, and vice versa. With mm -hmm. like from a photo perspective, I would help them out, and it just made sense. It was like, why haven't we done this? And that's where we're at now. Mm -hmm. So my mind is focused on the agency agency sort of life, where it's like I want to take an artist or a brand or whatever it is and be in full creative control of everything that we do um so right now i'm not thinking tours and music it'll we'll get there it'll come it's mm -hmm. always going to be there but i felt like i have to give myself the time to dedicate now to this because otherwise i won't be able to do it mm -hmm. you know That's i want to be able to grow it i want to be able to like take it somewhere like it's meaningful and like compete with whichever agencies that are doing yeah. big stuff out there you mm -hmm. know i think we can it's like four creators who've been touring for years with some of the biggest artists we're looking at Diplo Zed mm. Skrillex Chainsmokers like even in pop like I've done Coldplay and Florida Georgia Line right so it's like how do we take all that and merge it you know our network and mm. merge it into a big agency to do what we want to do so right now that's what we're doing that's and it's like incredible we, we have like a bunch of like great festival brands that work with us and trust us to do everything like I said Nightmare like his entire team uh, and some other things that we're working on, we're kind of keeping quiet at the moment. Congrats. Yeah. 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 And, and huge. Like, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And like creative amazing. direction seems like a super like seamless, like transition for you. Like, I yeah. mean, down the line eventually, cause you don't, probably don't want to be touring when you're like 45 or no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. I, so truth be told, I did, I have timelines that I kind of set myself. Mm -hmm. So I, after 2020, I thought I knew 2020 was going to be a slower year cause they were taking a break. Um, and I did say, I was like, I was going to give myself three more years of touring and then I would just focus back on my work in LA and I would tour, pick and choose who I wanted to tour with, you know, like if I wanted to do this tour or not, um, that's how I would do it. I mm. still think I'm eventually will go to that, but technically, you know, that was 2020, so right. 21, 22, that's two years. Right. So there's only one year left. Mm -hmm. that. I don't know what I'm going to, I'm still, I still, you know, for, I had just had this chat with my girlfriend. I was like, you know, I still have like. This this itch where I just want to go crazy on a tour, like just you know eight month tour. Yeah. Like let me just go wild out and I'll be back in eight months. Uh -huh. <laughs> but that's not the right way to do it. Um, <laughs> but it, I still have that like just you know go savage mode in a way. Going crazy like we're messing up hotel rooms. We're <laughs> that's you. You the young guys do that. I I, I love a nice comfortable bed, quiet time. Yeah. I saw your video where you jumping. We have very different ways that we check into <laughs> hotel rooms. <laughs> I unpack. I, yeah. do, uh, <laughs> I take a nap. Dude, I, I'm big. I'm big on napping. We got to to. I got to DC a few hours like earlier. I got in at like three, four p.m. They're like dinners at ten, and I'm like, it's still daytime. I should probably go explore. I'm like, I need a fucking nap. Yeah, like I'm gonna be up so fucking late. Ten p.m. dinner. Yeah. yeah. What well, they play at twelve thirty? Yeah, so I'm gonna get late, late dinner, guys. Do it, dude. Yeah. Um, that's that's, that's the. That is one of the bad things of touring. Yeah, bad. And I used to be a big guy mm. because mm. of that, because of the 
late dinners and mm. then the after show mm. food and it's like 3 a.m pizzas and whatever else mm. and all the calories like, all the calories after like 9 p.m are not just, good for you no, they just no, go no, straight no. to fat you yeah, know so yeah. now it's like i have dinner before seven and if mm. there's like a 10 p.m dinner i'll nibble and things i'll 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 be there Dude, in spirit dedication <laughs> yeah, willpower yeah. you know i will say that is one nice perk is going out to these like, nice well, dinners. Yeah. It's like <laughs> you go to these nice dinners and typically when you go out to a nice restaurant when it's just like you and a friend or whatever you, you know get maybe a, maybe an appetizer maybe entrees. one maybe two entrees you might share some things i mean these guys are ordering it's one of everything style. on the, the, the left style. side of the menu bring it yeah, yeah literally so sick so yeah. been getting to eat pretty good but um yeah the lifestyles i was telling you earlier mm. like i'm like man i'm beat after just a two-day weekend i'm well, like I, yeah. I i'm like recovering now and it's it's two days later i can only imagine i haven't gotten to experience the tour tour life yet i think i will eventually but like it's got to be grueling right it is but it gets repetitive and then you get into into a motion of, of you know, time where it's like you have a set schedule especially with tour buses you get to venues everything's on a schedule when you yeah. on those kind of tours like the whole exploring type thing it's a little less because there's yeah. like so many mm. things you got to do like there's press and radio mm. and this and the other um vip meet and greet so everything has to fit a schedule so it becomes repetitive and it kind of it's kind of uniform you know so Mm. you you fit into that schedule you kind of mold who you are into that schedule so it's a little less hectic than what you're doing now so fair because right now you're i mean i know you guys are jumping from like club to vegas immediately yeah i've seen you run yeah it's um it's pretty hectic and and i Everything's also still like so new to me, so I'm I'm still like a little kid in a candy store. Like this is fucking awesome. Right. Like for example, we talked about um, moments of being like, I can't believe like this is happening right now. That happened to me. One at honestly this past weekend, just being in Omni and seeing how packed it was, and I remember like I got my fucking fake ID taken here trying to get into this club at like <laughs> right. 19, right? And and now I'm here like with the DJ. The club's packed. Like I have all access. Get to run around like. This is fucking dope. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's a, that's a club that's notorious for not allowing access to photographers. Mm. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have a very specific certificate of insurance to work there. Mm. And it's very expensive. Yeah. So most people are like, I'm not going to pay this just to mm. shoot one nightclub. So they don't do it. Mm. So the club says, oh, well, then you can't shoot. Oh, Speak, Speaking of expensive yeah. and um, needing insurance. Uh, Andrew this past weekend was I don't know if I can say this but he was he had two vodka bottles uh-huh. and it's towards the end of the night and he's like clinking them like enjoying oh, it oh, no. and oh, one no. of them broke and spilled all over the CDJ oh. and mixer and you could hear it like the music started to kind of like mess up and so the tour manager grabbed the CDJ and they he's like do we went he, no they didn't switch it oh. there was four decks so okay. they still had like an yeah. extra one that they could use on the left side. Oh but he pulled it and he went to the green room. He's like, dude, we flipped it over and just vodka poured out of it. Oh and he's like, God. I thought you were going to say he did it like over a person. I'm picturing <laughs> a girl. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Which would be way more expensive. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's yeah. Uh, that's wild. Yeah. Hey, have your insurance, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. our last thing. Is that you have a piece of advice to end us with here? Other than have your insurance? <laughs> and patience. Yeah. And patience. And patience. Um, Actually, yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, you know, it's like uh, one, share the advice, share mm-hmm. the knowledge. To me, I like building a better creative community than a community of resentment. For you know, sure. Like for a while, I was resentful of the earlier people that I dealt with. But then the more I found creatives that were willing to help me and 
it helped me grow i learned i was like you know that's the, that's the actual way to do it you know it's like if my dms are open i mm -hmm. i will try to always answer as best as i can i can't get to all of them sometimes but i always try my best um but if i do i always say like hey, you know whatever advice i give you it's for you to pass that on you know you will get there at some point you know you you will be the person that everyone's dming answer those dms like grow mm -hmm. that same community just like you wanted to like mm -hmm. you know eight years, 10 years, whatever it is, you know, before you got to that place. So I love you know, that. I where love can that. the, where can the people find you? Eh, it's all right. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> they already found him. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to plug anything. Yeah. Okay. We're going to, we're going to put your Instagram yeah. below because we'll we, out, you yeah. guys need to go check out his work. And the golf TikTok. Yeah. And, and the, the golf, golf TikTok. <laughs> Let's we'll, talk the golf we'll, TikTok. We'll link that. We'll just yeah. probably link that one only. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the 505 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please drop a screenshot on the story, tag all the boys, tag Danilo. What is it? Danilo Lewis. I'm yeah, at, that's it. That's it. it. There it is. Tag that Instagram and we'll see you guys all next time. Peace. Thank you. Peace. Bye.